0: and intellectuals of this time. The innovative minds. The intelligentsia. Those that are breaking down the barriers and choosing a bohemian existence, escaping from dreary suburban ideals and materialistic death traps. Where are these engaging people? The risk-takers. The revolutionaries those living apart from this big unrest, those escaping the sterility of corporate junkies who get high on materialistic consumption. Welcome to the Bohemian Beat where we will journey beyond the horizon and find the artist living on the edge Going down into the murky waters of their very existence, where these brave souls have re emerged with art that is challenging, original, and brutal. You have tuned into the Bohemian Beat. I'm ready with you for the next hour with poetry and music. And let's settle in with some music.
1: was greener years ago I swear it used to grow here But no more here Tell me why on this hill All the birds they used to come to fly here Come to die here And Tell me why I need to know Sometimes I wish I didn't have to know Oh, you show me Hey world, what you say Should have go around for another day or two Don't give up on me, I won't give up on you Just believe in me like I believe in you the kids that used to come to run here load the guns here And tell me why it's okay to kill in the name of the gods we pray tell me who said it's okay to die in the name of the lies we say Tell me why there's child soldiers Tell me why they close the borders Tell me how to fight disease And tell me now, won't you please The only thing I want to do Is to be in the arms of someone Who believes in me Like I believe in you And I say, hell. Stick around for another day Hey world, what you say Should've stick around for another day Hey world, what you say should stick around for another day or two Don't give up on me I won't give up And I try, 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 try I try, 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 try you you go on me and I cry, 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 I cry, 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 cry. Just believe in me like I believe. Stick around for another day or two oh, Don't give up on me will oh, not give up on me Just believe in me I believe in you. Don't give up on me Hey world, what you say Hey world, what you say Hey world
0: Michael Frante and Spearhead with Hey World, Don't Give Up. Today we'll start with a French poet who refused to describe himself as a poet. Jacques Prevard, who lived between 1900 and 1977, was probably the most popular French poet of the mid-1900s. His popularity resulted almost entirely from one volume called Paroles, or Spoken Words, which became an immediate bestseller when it emerged in 1945. Prévert's poems are rich in the clever use of words and humor. They declare the need for individual happiness and love and attack with playful mockery the most respected human institutions. This next piece by Jacques Prévert is called Song in the Blood.
2: There are great puddles of blood on the world, Where's it all going, all this spilled blood? Is it the Earth that drinks it and gets drunk? Funny kind of drunkography, then. So wise. So monotonous. No, the Earth doesn't get drunk. The Earth doesn't turn askew. It pushes its little car regularly. It's four seasons. Rain. Snow. Hail. Fair weather. Never is it drunk. It's with difficulty it permits itself from time to time, an unhappy little volcano. It turns the earth. It turns with its trees, its gardens, its houses. It turns with its great pools of blood. And all living things turn with it and bleed. It doesn't give a damn, the earth. It turns and all living things set up a howl, it doesn't give a damn. It turns. It doesn't stop turning. And the blood doesn't stop running. Where's it going, all this spilled blood? Murder's blood. War's blood. Misery's blood. And the blood of men tortured in prisons. And the blood of children calmly tortured by their papa and their mommy. And the blood of men whose heads bleed in padded cells and the roofer's blood, when the roofer slips and falls from the roof. And the blood that comes and flows in great gushes with the newborn, with the new baby. The mother cries. The baby cries. The blood flows. The earth turns. The earth doesn't stop turning. The blood doesn't stop flowing. Where's it going, all this spilled blood? Blood of the blackjacked, of the humiliated, of suicides, of firing squad victims, of the condemned, and the blood of those that die just like that, by accident. In the street, a living being goes by with all his blood inside. Suddenly, there he is, dead, and all his blood outside. And other living beings make the blood disappear. They carry the body away. But it's stubborn, the blood. And there, where the dead one was, Much later, all black, a little blood still stretches, coagulated blood, life's rust, body's rust, blood curdled like milk, like milk when it turns, when it turns like the earth, like the earth that turns with its milk, with its cows, with its living, with its dead, the earth that turns with its trees, with its living beings, its houses, the earth that turns with marriages, burials, shells, regiments, the earth that turns and turns and turns with its great streams of blood.
3: Bangladesh, 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 when the sun sinks in the west, die a million people of the Bangladesh. Which nations stand would say to sacrifice a people for a land? Bangladesh, 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 Bangladesh. For when the sun sinks in the west. bangladesh once again we stand aside and watch the families crucified see a teenage mother's vacant eyes as she watches Monsoon rains and the cholera flies, and the students at the university asleep at night, quite. of dread and silent frozen forms in pillows drenched in red Bangladesh 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 when the sun Did you read about the army officer's plea for donor's blood? It was given willingly by boys who took the needle in their veins. And from their bodies, every drop of blood time to comprehend, and there was little pain, and so the story of Bangladesh is an ancient one again. Bangladesh, 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 When the sun sinks in the west Die a million people of the Bangladesh
0: listening to The Bohemian Beat, broadcasting nationally since 2007 across the community radio network. We just heard Joan Baez with Song of Bangladesh. And before that, Joan Baez reading a poem by French poet and screenwriter, Zach Prevard, called Song in the Blood from her 1968 album of poetry called Baptism, A Journey Through Our Time and we will play another piece from her selection, a poem by the English Romantic poet William Blake, who lived between 1757 and 1827. The poem, called London, was first published in Songs of Experience in 1794 and is considered primarily a social protest. The poem was published during the upheavals of the French Revolution and the city of London was suffering political and social unrest Due to the marked social and working inequalities of the time, a nervous government had responded by introducing restrictions on the freedom of speech and mobilising foreign mercenaries. The City of London was a town that was shackled to landlords and owners that controlled and demeaned the majority of the lower and middle classes. Within the poem that bears the city's name, Blake describes 18th century London as a cornubation or urban sprawl, filled with people who understood with depressing wisdom, both the hopelessness and misery of their situation.
2: I wander through each chartered street, near where the chartered Thames does flow and mark in every face I meet marks of weakness and marks of woe. In every cry of every man, in every infant's cry of fear, in every voice and every ban, the mind-forged manacles I hear. How the chimney-sweepers cry Every blackening church appalls And the hapless soldiers sigh Runs in blood down palace walls But most through midnight streets I hear how the youthful harlots curse Blast the newborn infant's tear And blights with plagues the marriage hearse
0: That was Ralph McTell with The Streets of London. And before that, Joan Baez reading a poem by William Blake called London. A rebel all of his life, William Blake was once arrested on a trumped up charge of sedition. Of course, he was a complete sympathizer with the forces of revolution, both in America and France. Blake published America, a Prophecy in 1793. This is the first book that Blake titled A Prophecy, and this change indicates that he was no longer dramatising history, as in the French Revolution, but instead recording the formula of all revolution. For that reason, the events of the revolution are portrayed with no regard for chronological order. Blake believed that reason not only created ugliness, but all other evils. And his mythological character, Eurism, is a cruel and tyrannous god that represents conventional reason and law. His polar opposite is Orc, which represents the freedom of the self in a Promethean manner. In this next piece, an excerpt from America, A Prophecy, Orc emerges from the creative fires to challenge the forces of imperialism, where Blake's mythological genius is harnessed to a specific theme, the American War of Independence. In the poem, he shows the warfare taking place in heaven, or that is, the inner worlds, where mortal actors are mere puppets to some great drama of the collective consciousness.
5: Fiery the angels rose, and as they rose, deep thunder rolled around their shores. Indignant, burning with the fires of Orc, and Boston Angel cried aloud as they
6: flew through the dark night. He cried, Why trembles honesty like a murderer? Why seeks he refuge from the frowns of his immortal station? Must the generous tremble and leave his joy to the idle? The pestilence that mock him? Who commanded this? What God? What angel? To keep the generous from experience till the ungenerous are unrestrained performers of the energy of nature, till pity has become a trade and generosity is science that men get rich by, and the sandy desert is given to the strong. What God is He? writes laws of peace and clothes them in a tempest, what pitying angel lusts for tears and fans himself with sighs, what crawling villain preaches abstinence and wraps himself in the
5: fat of lambs, no more I follow, no more obedience pays.
0: Maxim reading an excerpt from America a Prophecy by English Romantic poet William Blake. William Blake was a personal friend and admirer of Thomas Paine. Thomas Paine, who lived between 1737 and 1809, was an Anglo American political theorist and writer. Born in England, he immigrated to America in 1774, bearing letters of introduction from Benjamin Franklin, who was then in England. He soon became involved in the clashes between England and the American colonies and published the stirring and successful pamphlet, Common Sense, published January 1776, in which he argued that the colonies had outgrown any need for English domination and should be given independence. This next piece is an excerpt from Common Sense.
6: Tom Paine prescribed as a traitor for his seditious pamphlet, Common sense.
0: Society in
7: every state is a blessing, but government even in its best state is but a necessary evil, in its worst state an intolerable one. Government, like dress, is the badge of lost innocence. The palaces of kings are built on the ruins of the bowers of paradise.
6: In England a king hath little more to do than make war and give away places, which in plain terms is to impoverish the nation and set it together by the ears. A pretty business indeed for a man to be allowed 800,000 sterling a year for and to be worshipped into the bargain. Of more
7: worth is one honest man to society and in the sight of God than all the crowned ruffians that ever lived.
6: O ye that love mankind, ye that dare oppose not only the tyranny but the tyrant, stand forth. Every spot of the old world is overrun with oppression. Freedom hath been hunted around the globe. Asia and Africa have long expelled her. Europe regards her like a stranger. And England hath given her warning to depart. O receive the fugitive, and prepare in time an asylum for mankind.
3: The market keeps rising. The big machines control the sea and the air, those big machines, they gotta go somewhere. So we keep calling them up, calling them, calling them up,
1: no matter what.
3: And then those questions come like was the Constitution written in invisible ink? Is everybody here forgotten how to think? Is this great big boat starting to sing? Pinpoint nukes, ready to fight, just to kill. Sure, right. Welcome to, welcome to, welcome to the American Night. We just keep calling them up. We just keep calling him up, calling him, calling him up, no matter who You know, Tom Paine wrote the first bestseller at a dark time in the revolution, when we were losing and all the soldiers were deserting, giving up. And the book was called Common Sense, and it was really just a long list of questions. And one of the questions was, does it make common sense for an island to rule a continent? And everybody kind of went, hmm. And they signed back up. And today you could ask, does it make common sense for a country to rule the world? But no matter what you answer, no matter what you think, no matter
1: what you look for we just keep going
0: Keep calling and calling and calling and calling ever. This is a Bohemian Beat and that was Laurie Anderson with Dark Time in the Revolution and before that an excerpt from Thomas Paine's pamphlet Common Sense performed by Leon Rosselson and Rob Johnson Paine's pamphlet is one of the most famous pieces of mischief-making in history. Written in an accessible style and taking advantage of advances in mass printing, common sense fermented American revolutionary sentiment with its convincing argument for freedom from British rule. In December 1776, Paine wrote the first of a series of 16 pamphlets called The American Crisis. These essays were widely distributed and did much to encourage the Patriot cause throughout the American Revolution. This next piece is Orson Welles reading Thomas Paine, Tyranny is Not Easily Conquered.
5: From a pamphlet, the first in the series called The American Crisis by Thomas Paine, written by him December 19th, 1776. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of his country, but he that stands it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered, yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly, it is dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to set a proper price upon its goods. And it would be strange, indeed, if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. Why is it that the enemy have left the New England provinces and made these middle ones the seat of war? The answer is easy. New England is not infested with Tories, and we are. And what is a Tory? Good God, what is he? I should not be afraid to go with a hundred whigs against a thousand Tories, were they to attempt to get into arms. Every Tory is a coward, for a servile, slavish, self-interested fear is the foundation of Toryism, and a man under such influence, though he may be cruel, never can be brave. I once felt all that kind of anger which a man ought to feel against the mean principles that are held by the Tories, a noted one who kept a tavern at Amboy, was standing at his door with as pretty a child in his hand, about eight or nine years old, as I ever saw. And after speaking his mind as freely as he thought was prudent, finished with this unfatherly expression, Well, give me peace in my day. Not a man lives on the continent, but fully believes that a separation must sometime or other finally take place. And a, a generous parent would have said, If there must be trouble, let it be in my day, that my child may have peace. And this single reflection, well applied, is sufficient to awaken every man to duty. I call not upon a few, but upon all, not on this state or that state, but on every state. Up and help us lay your shoulders to the wheel, that I have too much force than too little, when so great an object is at stake. Let it be told to the future world that in the depth of winter, when nothing but hope and virtue could survive, that the city and the country, alarmed at one common danger, came forth to meet and to repulse it. It matters not where you live or what rank of life you hold. The evil or the blessing will reach you all. The far and the near, the home counties in the back, the rich and the poor will suffer or rejoice alike. The heart that feels not now is dead. The blood of his children shall curse his cowardice who shrinks back at a time when a little might have saved the whole and made them happy. I love the man that can smile in trouble, that can gather strength from distress and grow brave by reflection. It is the business of little minds to shrink. But he whose heart is firm and whose conscience approves his conduct will pursue his principles unto death. My own line of reasoning is to myself as straight and clear as a ray of light Not all the treasures of the world, so far as I believe, could have induced me to support an offensive war, for I think it murder. But if a thief break into my house, burn and destroy my property and kill or threaten to kill me or those that are in it, am I to suffer it? What signifies it to me, whether he who does it is a king or a common man, my countrymen or not my countrymen, whether it be done by an individual villain or an army of them? Let them call me rebel and welcome. I feel no concern from it. But I should suffer the misery of devils were I to swear allegiance to one whose character is that of a sottish, stupid, stubborn, worthless, brutish man. I conceive likewise a horrid idea in receiving mercy from a being who at the last day shall be shrieking to the rocks and mountains to cover him and fleeing with terror from the orphan, the widow, and the slain of America. There are cases which cannot be overdone by language, and this is one. By perseverance and fortitude, we have the prospect of a glorious issue. By cowardice and submission, the sad choice of a variety of evils. A ravaged country, a depopulated city, habitations without safety, and slavery without hope. Look on this picture and weep over it. And if there yet remains one thoughtless wretch who believes it not, let him suffer it unlamented.
1: So glorious land is stone.
0: with the glorious land. And before that, Orson Welles reading, Thomas Paine's tyranny is not easily conquered. In 1787, Thomas Paine went to England and while there wrote the rights of man, defending the French Revolution. Its basic hypothesis were that there are natural rights common to all men that only democratic institutions are able to guarantee these rights, and that only a kind of welfare state can secure economic equality. Payne's attack on English institutions led to his prosecution for treason. He was denounced as a traitor and as a dangerous agitator, and orders were given for his arrest and trial, which took place in his absence. He had a narrow escape. The story goes that as he was taking leave of a party of his radical friends, the English poet William Blake, acting on some occult information, solemnly warned, you must not go home or you are a dead man. Whatever they might have thought of the mystic poet's communications from the unseen, Payne and his friends took no chances, but made off straight for Dover. The man who had so narrowly escaped the arm of the law on one side of the channel was acclaimed a hero on the other side. And when he got to France, he began the most dramatic phase of his career. This next piece is from The Rights of Man.
6: 3rd of September, 1787. Tom Paine, a traitor, busybody and meddler back in Britain. We warn him, look after your aged mother in Thetford. Design your cast-iron bridges, but keep out of politics and think yourself lucky you're living in a free country.
7: Tom Paine burned with passion at the sight of misery. What is can yet be changed, he said, Injustice need not be What is can yet be changed, he said, Injustice need not be If we water the roots of the Liberty Tree Water the roots of the Liberty Tree And it angered him to hear the talk of war on every side Of money spent on armaments And patriotic pride Of money spent on armaments Patriotic pride.
6: March 1791. Tom Paine at it again. Outrageous publication of the first part of Rights of Man.
7: When the French Revolution broke out, it certainly afforded to Mr Burke an opportunity of doing some good had he been disposed to it. Instead of which, no sooner did he see the old prejudices wearing away than he immediately began sowing the seeds of a new inveteracy, as if he were afraid that England and France would cease to be enemies.
6: That there are men in all countries that get their living by war and by keeping up the quarrels of nations is as shocking as it is true. But when those who are concerned in the government of a country make it their study to sow discord and cultivate prejudices between nations, it becomes the more unpardonable. When we consider the
7: calamities of war and the miseries it inflicts on the human species, surely there is something in the heart of man that calls upon him to think. Let it be heard, and let man learn to feel that the true greatness of a nation is founded on principles of humanity. War involves in its progress such a train of unforeseen and unsupposed circumstances, such a combination of foreign matters, that no human being
6: can calculate the end. What is the history of all monarchical governments? but a disgustful picture of human wretchedness and the accidental respite of a few years repose. Wearied with war and tired with human butchery, they sat down to rest and called it peace.
7: Tom Paine set his mind against all authority. I will think for myself, he said, For thought at least is free. You must think for yourself, he said, for thought is free Then you may water the roots of the Liberty Tree Water the roots of the Liberty Tree Born to humble parents in a sleepy market town What star decreed that he would turn the world upside down What star decreed that he would turn the world upside down
6: February 1792 this man is shameless. Second part of Rights of Man, more scandalous than the first.
7: Tom Paine stirred the people to demand equality, and he called for revolution and an end to monarchy. He called for revolution to set the people free so they could water the roots of the liberty tree. Water the roots of the Liberty tree. His nose was sharp as questions, his eyes were foxy bright, and his temper flashed like lightning in the darkness of the night. His temper flashed like lightning in the darkness of the night. Report in the Sheffield Register. A procession of five or six thousand drew and quartered a roasted ox through the streets amid the firing of a cannon. In the procession were a caricature painting representing Britannia Burke riding on a swine, and a figure, the upper part of which was the Home Secretary and the lower part that of an ass. The Pole of Liberty lying broken on the ground inscribed, truth is libel. The sun breaking from behind a cloud And the Angel of Peace, with one hand dropping the rights of man and extending the other to raise up Britannia.
6: Rabble-rouser Payne supports extremist revolutionaries in France. Loyal Britons force cancellation of Piccadilly meeting to celebrate Bastille Day.
7: Tom Payne's Jest, number eight. A gentleman, an enemy to anarchists, Lately ordered a glass of brandy in a coffee house, adding, Take care, there is none of your damned French stuff in it. The waiter replied, Genuine British, sir, I assure you.
6: More outrageous attacks on our way of life. What we say is this, how long will the British people tolerate the ravings of this malicious madman?
7: Tom Payne's jests number 66. A country gentleman, hearing that several persons were punished for selling the rights of man, protested that he thought no punishment too great for those who dare to sell the rights of man.
0: Nine Inch Nails with The Warning. And before that, a piece called The Rights of Man from a CD called The Liberty Tree, a celebration of the life and writings of Thomas Paine by Leon Rosselson and Rob Johnson. Well, the end of the hour is upon us. I hope you've enjoyed the show today and make sure you tune in again next week. Same beat time, same bohemian frequency for more poetic agitation. We will end with a track by Indigenous Resistance called Eagle Screaming Red Sky Alight. Have a wonderful week and thank you for joining me on the Bohemian Beat. I'm Riddy.